Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. congregation it's your girl Lacey mosley aka scam goddess and i'm here with another installment of yes scam goddess the podcast all about robbery and fraud and those who practice it maybe we love them maybe we hate them we will see as always come on parasocial girls where are my blue clues girlies where are my tabitha brown girlies i'm so what yes excited and hi how are you oh my gosh that's crazy that's crazy can work for anything, good or bad or boring. That works for us, right? I'm glad y'all are doing it. Well, you know what? You're here, okay? That's all we can do. The best we can. Like Mariah Carey says, I'm going to do the best with what I got, okay? And that's what we are going to do. And speaking of the best, we have an amazing guest on today. He's a comedian and a writer. He's a co-host of the comedy podcast, Gilmore Guys, and Punch Up the Jam. I know you know those. They are popping. He's written for The Late Late Show with James Corden, The Amber Ruffin Show, and many Many more. I can list this man's credits for days. And like, if you haven't seen the viral September videos that raise like hella, hella money for charity, like this man is a saint. Congregation, please welcome Demi Adijawibe. Hello. Okay, did I get it? We've been practicing. Got it. You got it. You didn't do it with the Nigerian accent this time. I wanted you to throw that Wakanda flair on there. Oh, Demi Adijawibe. There it is. Yes. Omo Niger. <laughs> Omo Niger. I might... For my Nigerian congregation, y'all know I'm also fake Nigerian. They dropped me off on the boat. I don't know where it docked. You know, I don't know. I don't know where they picked us up at. Okay, but I know I'm from over there. That counts. No, that's that's honorary Nigerian status. Thank you so much. Honestly, I want to marry a Nigerian because I'm trying to have a lit ass wedding with cute fashions, and I want people mm. to throw money at me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the big plus. I didn't know that the money thing was a thing until. Uh, my dad had a 60th birthday party and he hired a saxophonist and was like, yeah, here, go dance and throw money at the guy. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's not, it's not a thing. He's like, yeah, no, it is in Nigeria. And I was like, okay, it was great. Yes. Wait, so you were born in America? I was born in London. Oh, I feel like I knew that for some reason. Maybe I'll be stalking you. Because it's my only uh, fun fact about myself. I tell everybody. I used to have a British <laughs> accent. I don't. I used to, though. Okay, see, but why didn't you just keep the British accent? I know a guy who left London when he was eight. And when we were in college, he'd be like, talking like this. Like, and then I'm like, I know you've been in America long enough to have an American yeah. accent. I, it, I was too young to realize the value of it because I was like mm. four when I left. And then I, had, I think I lost it by the time I was six. And I think if I had just kept it a little bit longer, people would be like, that's a cool accent. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, then I'm British, yeah. Yeah, isn't it? 
In it, bro. In it? Oh, oh yeah, you should have kept it. Because the, the girlies, especially in our industry, ooh, they oh. love them a black Brit. Okay. Mm. I will walk around with tea everywhere. Just yes. with a cup. <laughs> with a saucer. Oh, it's what Boris has done now. Oh, it's proper mad, yeah? <laughs> ooh. Fuck. I could have had Daniel Kaluuya's career. You could have. Damn. <laughs> that's the only thing that stopped me. You playing. You playing. Mm. You, you, it's, it's not too late. I mean, you can pull that's a Madonna, true. go back. You got the you know true. citizenship to prove it. I wouldn't yeah. question it. Thank you. I would love it. I also do have to say that um, I feel like the last time I ran into your person was a while ago. I was shooting mm-hmm. a Black Lady sketch show and someone had posted about um, the food bank, like needing, yeah. you know, certain things. So I, because it was so close to work, I went and I was dropping off stuff and you helped me unload your car and you were there dropping off stuff too. Like you're always doing nice things for the community, like quietly and secretly. I just think you're a really <laughs> dope person. So I'm so glad you. to have you here. I'm very happy to be here. I love this podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. and we love you. Okay, so I have to ask you, what is your relationship with scams? Like, have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Clearly, you didn't run your British scam, so you need to get back in your no. bag. I don't have the confidence <laughs> to run scams, but I love I love scams so much. I think about scams constantly. I like There are times where it's like, I will just be having to do something for something else and then realize, oh, I could turn this into a scam. And there are times where like people attempt scams on me and I'm never mad. I'm just always sort of like, oh, you got to try harder. Like if I get like a wrong <laughs> number text, I'm just sort of like, nah, nah, that's not how you do that. Like it just makes me upset that they didn't try harder to get me because I would love to be gotten. And this is not an open invitation to anyone listening to like, I'm not. <laughs> I was about to say, don't say that. They'll leave try. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> but, uh, but like, so uh, we had a cat that got out um, a couple, like a month ago or so, and we had to go around and put up like lost cat flyers. And I had to put mm. them on people's cars. And at one point I was like, I bet if I come back tomorrow and see that a car doesn't have, or still has the thing on it, that means they haven't been there. That means I could break into that car. Like that's how my mind works sometimes where it's like, oh, I feel like I could figure out how to turn this real thing into a scam. Oh, I love is... this. You're just like, <laughs> you're a scam hypothetical. You're like, I could be exactly. everybody in here. Right. Mm. I, I have like a sad thing. I was like, oh, this cat's out. I was like, you're trying to turn this into a scam. Right. No, I, now, I feel you on that. I mm. um, I have to say, though, I do love you being like the Lori Harvey of scams. Like, you're just like <laughs> a bad bitch. And you're like, please try to get me, but you, yeah. you're not good enough. Here's, Sorry, here's the first Michael five minutes of my social. Get the rest. <laughs> now, here's not you giving them clues. Yeah. <laughs> Now, wait, if you were born in the UK, do you have a UK social or do you have a, uh, what, how does that work? I have an American uh, social security number, but I do have a British passport still. Okay. Yeah. See, we give it, I'm giving y'all hints out there. Okay, oh, guys. So we Why? know it's American. Fuck. <laughs> y'all are Is nine digits away from Robin Dibby. Not just nine digits. <laughs> they got different digits in the UK though. Cause they got, you know, different letters. Could be a Z in there. You don't know. That's true. That's true. Look at him saucing it up. I love this. <laughs> but Jimmy, so on this podcast, we like to warn people in the streets about what's hot and fraud and what's mm-hmm. popping in the zeitgeist. But more often than not these days, we usually just get a listener letter and let people snitch on their friends and family. Just like love we it. say on this podcast, snitch on your friends and family. Uh, just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we'll be back with my favorite segment of the show. What's hot? This is my favorite segment. I love all the segments. What's hot and fried? We'll be back, y'all. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. 
Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we are back. And it's time for What's Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist. But more often than not, these days, we get a letter from you guys. So as always, snitch on your friends and your family. Also, your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. Amen. So, Dimmy, I need a fake name for this person. Gender doesn't matter on the show. It's a construct. Grinko Baloba. Grinko, not even Ginko. Grinko nope. Baloba. Grinko Baloba. <laughs> Definitely a name. scam name. Like y'all no, don't sell vitamins. <laughs> y'all got with some Grinko Baloba. It's real well, good for memory. <laughs> they were their name was Grinko Johnson, and they married into the Baloba family. So Oh, that's fancy. It's legit. I feel like the Baloba family got money. Oh yeah. That's the kind of situation I'm trying to be involved in. That and I also need like to marry someone with who knows their cultural background, like we were talking about earlier, because I yeah. need to have some culture at the wedding. Because slave culture at weddings is jumping over a broom. That's I need more than I that. don't yeah, I don't I, I don't know about that. Oh yeah. And it's weird because sometimes like white people would do it. Cause you know when black people make stuff look cool, and white people would just be like, We don't need the context, we don't even know what it means. We just go yeah. start saying it. I, I think we going. gotta get madder about that. We gotta start <laughs> just being like, well, if, if also if they invite you to the wedding, then you gotta watch them do that. Like that's insulting. 
Yeah, that is. That's hella weird. One time, um, my friend went to a wedding and I guess where it was all white people. But during the ceremony, they stopped and gave honor to the fact that they were getting married on indigenous land and, wow. and said that black lives matter and that um, like they just started listing through like, <laughs> OK, and, and like, yeah, you know what? I want white people to be loud and proud about racism because it's their responsibility to end it because they made it up. But it's a me, time like, and place. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're getting <laughs> married at the indigenous land. And right, not, yeah. It's not like they're donating any proceeds to any charities. They're just like, we just want to say, we ain't racist. All right, now back to the vows. <laughs> <laughs> There's also got to be people it, there who didn't know that it was happening on Indigenous million, and they were like, wait, is this okay? And then they're like, well, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, uh, uh, well, that's, not, that's a different group. What's happening here? That doesn't change the fact yeah. that... And it's not like they were being like, oh, we're donating money to these marginalized groups or anything. It no. was just like, yeah, we know we get married at Auschwitz, but um, we just want to say that the Holocaust was very sad. Um, <laughs> now, it's you can't just say, like, gay rights at the end what? of your wedding speech or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. Right, and neither of y'all are gay. What's happening? <laughs> it was very bizarre. It was mm. extremely bizarre. Um, but so, yeah, I don't even know how we got there. But Grinko Biloba. Grinko. Grinko says, hi, Lacey. My first job I got as a broke college student uh, was at a mom and pop toy store. They had four to five employees, including the owner. So we didn't have many hours. We got paid every two weeks and multiple times I had checks of 60 and 70 bucks. When I asked for more hours, they said their sales didn't warrant more hours. So when I worked there alone, I would take five to ten dollars from the register to buy lunch at the Chinese spot across the street. I mean, I see no problems. Yeah, that's not a scam. That's you getting what you deserve, not even what you deserve. Right. If you're a broke college freshman and you're getting 60 to 70 bucks every two weeks. Now, listen, I don't know. I don't know how money works in college because somehow I could take like a little like a hundred dollars. I could make that money money. I could get outfits. I could buy alcohol off seniors. I could do a (laughs) lot with that. And now like a hundred dollars. I'm like, that's like a gas. I mean, it's an internship with tips. Like, that's not proper in any way. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. How many hours were you working, girl? One? (laughs) (laughs) Did you you come in and work three hours a week on three separate days? And she said they weren't paying her, right? Like, she said, yes. As in, well, they paid her every two weeks. Okay. So it wasn't like, oh, they just were like, sorry, we can't pay you this week. Either way, every two weeks, that's not, what the hell? Yeah, they never hit her with the we ain't got it. You did. Honestly, obviously you kept working at this job, Grinko, because you were like, well, I'm getting free lunch. And as a broke college student, a a free lunch is cute to me. That's how they get you to come sign up for anything. The military love to hang out places and be like, you want Applebee's? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so crazy that you're only getting that much money. Imagine how much money you can get if you shot some people. Right. Do you want to fight for big oil? Meet us at Chili's. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You like big bag ribs? Right. It's like, it's like they know how to get uh, the ones of us out there who need the coins. And it's yeah. it's usually not that much of an investment, which is so sad. But so she's decided that she's going to take her little five to ten dollars off the top, which I'm not mad at it. They never caught on because the owner did inventory once a year and never counted the till. Now, it sounds like these people are also bad business people, because why no. are you only doing once a year? 
what, what, this place was a front. That's not even good for the IRS if you're a business. Like, Yeah, it's giving drug front. You know about mm-hmm. our drug front out here that we go to in LA, right? Uh, what's that? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off of the pod because <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh, I, I was like, you're going to mention it on air? No, Hell I no. I don't want to get here. I'm, I'm going to send it to you in the chat. I don't want to get involved. I'm not trying to get murked. I don't want to swim with the fishes. There but I, we so definitely... Many- no, there are so many that you must be. Oh, probably. I I am confident that this place and so this place was a front and then changed over and the new place is also now a front. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like maybe there was like a a turf war or something and yeah. then and, and new mobsters took over. I don't know one person that's been in that store. I have. Oh, really? Okay. See, and then if it's oh, open, no, yeah. I haven't. No, exactly. I don't know anyone that's ever been there, and it was open for you. Anyway, this is all not interesting because they're just like, well, just say the name. Right. I'm like, even if we said the name, you wouldn't know it. But out here, comedians nah, love this one. Can't say that. Right. I got a, a family to take <laughs> care of, a.k.a. myself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but no, every comedian out here at least knows that that one place, it's a bar. And I'll, it's a bar that's always empty, guys. And it's in like a weird strip mall, like next to a, a laundry place and, yeah. and just things that don't need to be next to bars. But all of our friends will throw parties there, birthday parties, New Year's parties, all these things. And it's like seedy, but like, and you could really cheaply throw a party there because they don't have business and they don't need it. <laughs> right. They got a back room that you just can't get to. It's like, hmm, weird. Right. <laughs> Y'all hear them gunshots? Oh, no, nah, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no problem. <laughs> That's just the song. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, rappers, please stop putting gunshots in songs and sirens. We live in America. Oh I can't the be sirens. driving down the street. No. <sighs> and they're quiet now, too. There's like, oh, you want us to turn down. It's like, no, because then I'm just like, well, shit, I'm in my car. Is that. Is that happening or not? Like, Right. I, I love that the rapper's solution, the producer's solutions for the rappers was like, oh, we can just turn the gunshots and the yeah. sirens down a little bit, but we, we must have keep them. keep it in. Yeah. Yeah. How will people know this is rap if they're not hearing da, da, and <laughs> like what? Like, I think we'll still know it's rap, guys. I don't know. It's just Foley think. artists. You're just doing like ADR, but it's like cool. <laughs> right. It's like, we don't need that. We're Guys, we're stressed out enough. Yeah. So... This, this place is giving drug friends to me. Uh, Glinko, Glinko says they never caught on because the owner did inventory once a year, like we said, and never counted the till. Over the 4.5 years that... 4.5 years? That's too long. That's that's all of college and then half an extra year. Yeah, what? Did you go and get your grad degree? Or are you in... Are you a doctor? You, she was like, I'm saving up for one like DVD or something. That's how much she got paid. Right. Four and a half years, you you were robbing them. Mm-hmm. Says so four and a half years I worked there. I probably borrowed around twenty to forty dollars a month. I didn't feel bad because I had been promoted in title only, no pay raise. And he would specifically hire black girls. I'm a black girl. Okay, if you were a black girl, to make it seem like a black owned business when it wasn't. What the fuck? Okay, so you should have been stealing from him. Not him having yeah. only black women and underpaying them criminally so that he yeah. looks like he black owned. Oh my God. I imagine this is like some bootleg looking toy. Like Toys R Us. This is like Toys R Them or Toys yeah. for Us by Us. <laughs> Tubu? Tubu? <laughs> We're your Tubu girl. Oh no! By the end, my checks were bigger than sixty dollars, but it was the principle of the situation. Come on, principalities, we understand. Bigger Love the than show. Sixty is such a low bar. <laughs> Every two weeks, 
Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I got a check for $60 and that was really like my two-week paycheck. Like, somebody gonna have to get their ass beat. I'm not going for four weeks. Like, it'd just be like, okay, I'm not, no, this isn't how it should go. That's why. I'm definitely not working for four and a half years. No. Girl, you could have got a job anywhere that it would pay more than this. I think you, mm-hmm. it must have been cushy. She probably did. She just unlocked the store and locked it back <laughs> up and stole money and had her Chinese food lunch every day. Yeah. She's like, no one needs to buy toys on this college campus. Right. I feel like you were just hanging out. You probably, this seems like the kind of job that you would have your friends stop by. Like, you know, your friends would have shifts places. They'd be like, y'all just come mm-hmm. to Colorstone. I'll give y'all some ice cream. We can hang out. Oh, yeah. I have those. Coldstone is that's what I call like the teriyaki bar, but for like ice cream because they cook it in front of you. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like it's like going to one of the, like a Benihana, but for ice cream. Is Coldstone the one where they gotta turn it upside down to be like it's not falling out? Is that's that... Dairy Queen. Oh, okay. I thought, it was and I've awesome never understood. I've never understood why Dairy Queen thought that was a flex. Like I'm not turning my ice cream upside down. I have no need <laughs> for that. <laughs> I think that so they're like, see, see how thick it is. I'm like, I don't care. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> It's so people will fall out the cup. I don't care. That's not a plus to me. Our ice cream is thick with two C's. It's like right. no one asked. That doesn't matter to us. We, we're, we're selling you t- a brick. <laughs> Literally. They're like, you want a brick? You want a brick of that cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was it's a very bizarre thing. But I guess it's like you can't tell people what it tastes like. It's just like how Skittles says, taste the rainbow. Like, nigga, no one's ever tasted a rainbow. No. And in the same way that nobody knows what a rainbow tastes like. Skittles flavors are not actual flavors of no. anything. And now they're saying it's got some poisons up in it that's going to kill you. What? What? Is this new? Yeah, this is new. Google it, shop. They said don't eat the Skittles no more, girlies. Allegedly. Skittles, don't try to sue me. But uh, they said <laughs> allegedly you're not supposed to be eating them. And I know this as a fact that they are supposed to be the least nutritional candy. Like, they, I think they have no nutritional value. That makes, I mean, perfect sense. I couldn't. I can't imagine a single thing in there that could be nutritious. Like, what about guy. Red Forty? They don't got riboflavin in there. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I Damn, think somebody baby. told you a lie. You think they're eating? Damn, Kool Aid got riboflavin. E Forty. Yeah, I feel like Skittles. If they're not supposed to be for human consumption, they must have some other use that we can make for them. It's Maybe like, like a door stopper. Meal. It's like it's just like food version of the stuff that you put like for a hamster to sleep on. Now, why would you, have you ever had a hamster? Because that's such a specific reference. I have not. And I also know, like texture-wise, it is absolutely not the same. But I'm saying like, that's probably what the food is made out of. That it's like, oh, you can't eat this. It's like, probably. It's not meant for, to be eaten. Human consumption. Yeah. My family had a hamster. I almost low-key called PETA on my family because (laughs) it was something going on with the animals at, at the house. Like, they weren't beating them. Don't try to call the SBCA on my family. It was just like, you know how black families like, they just certain like this is I don't know it's like a certain age group I want to say like Gen X and maybe Boomers like if they get animals and pets and stuff it's like the pet is usually outside or they're mm-hmm. like oh you know like they're not nowadays we treat our pets like they're literal children we take yeah. them to the vet all the time and weighing them and giving them the best gourmet dog food and whatever we had a hamster and the hamster stayed in the laundry room which I was like doesn't the hamster need to see people during it no he <laughs> like it in there we give him carrots. <laughs> Yeah, we're treating him like a king. Right, in the laundry He eats room. once every two weeks. <laughs> he eats Chinese food for $15. Yeah. What are you talking about? The hamster living good. I was like, no, we guys, I really him. do not think the hamster's living good. And then one time I came home, 
this was in college when they had this hamster for my little sister. And um, the hamster was just not in the laundry room. And I was like, what happened to the hamster? And they're like, oh, he, um, he's gone. And I was like, what happened to him? There's no, there's no story of a family having a hamster that doesn't just end in like, oh, the, the hamster is suddenly gone. It's not like a, oh, we knew he was sick and it's, it was sad. It's like the hamster died. Please move on. Right. We never, you're right. It never seems like someone's like, oh, a little, I don't know. What's a hamster name? Otis? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> little Otis? Yeah. Otis the hamster? Yeah, I Otis. feel like they're never like, little Otis ain't on his wheel as much as he used to be. Maybe we should take him to the vet. They're just like, I don't know. We walked in, little Otis was dead. I'm like. I think it's because their hamsters are small and they're just like, what? I'm not like taking a tiny thing, putting in my hands, going to the vet, like. I think it truly is a, a size thing. Like the bigger a thing is, the more you got to care for it. So a cat and a dog, you're like, that's that's a that's a kid. But a hamster is like, I literally might not see this thing today. Yeah, and I feel like they never even say the hamster died. They just be like, it's gone. Like yeah, it's anytime gone. somebody's had a hamster and then it died, they're just like, yeah, it's gone. I'm like, what that yeah. mean? It was never alive to them. They were just like, okay, yeah, this little toy we had has disappeared. I don't care. <laughs> Right. I think it's because also like cats and dogs, you're right, they're larger, but they're also emotionally intelligent and they'll like come check on you and like kick it with you, depending on what kind of cat you got. Because some cats are assholes. They're just like, Mm. girl, they don't want (laughs) to. Right. Because I feel like dogs be like, how was your day? What'd you do? What'd you see? Who'd you know? Cats are like, oh, you home, bitch? You bring food? (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck around and die because I'm going to eat your face immediately. Mm. One of my cats I know is waiting for me to die. They're they're setting traps. (laughs) Not send traps. Mm-hmm. They're like, y'all hear him coughing? Today's the day. over here under this box. This box with a little <laughs> stick under it. Come on. You wake up your cats over you with a knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on? I'd be impressed. Right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like. Who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know 
I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we're back and it's time for historic hoodwinks this is where i will regale demi with a famous con or caper group of criminals we don't know yet we'll see if we like them or we hate them y'all know how this show goes so today i'm noting up top that there are some mentions of the palestinian conflict and a very brief mention of officer darren wilson's raggedy bitch ass uh (laughs) who was involved in the uh assassination of the teenager michael brown um so but you know we're gonna try to we try to keep it light over here the world is so dark but you know just a warning y'all up there uh between june 2015 and february 2016 15 year old kane gamble wreaked havoc on social media accounts inboxes and on occasion smart houses of several u.s government officials using little more than his phone okay so kane was a normal british teenager who ran oh he's british that's a that is not a normal British teenager. That is a, a, a British adult who has been shrunk in a face app. Yeah, you're right. This is like if you what what did you look like twenty years ago? Yeah. Or, or but also, that like, is just how British teens look. Like they all <laughs> look like they've been through some shit, or like they're all they all have knives on them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's definitely given Oliver Twist. Yes. It's please, sir. Can I have some more? If that was a face. Like, we'll put it on the Instagram so y'all can see what he looks like. But it's it's definitely giving Oliver Twist. Also, I don't know. He got the face of a a criminal. His face is scary to me. It's like... (laughs) It looks like like Tom Holland's playing him in a movie or something. Like, it's like... He he looks like a criminal, but it's also a criminal where I'm just like, if I saw him, I think I kind of want to tussle his hair and be like, don't stab me. What are you doing? Go play. Right. You little whippersnapper. Put that knife away. Oh, here's a bowl. Go on now. Give it a kick. Yes. Okay, Demi, come on. You got to be British after this show. Like, you got to be British. I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. It's, yeah, do it. It's so good. It sounds so good on the ear. I love it. Thank you. So, <laughs> thank you with that F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the Brits are tired of me. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> you signed up for this. Yeah. Um, so he's a normal British teenager who ran his entire operation from the bedroom of his Coilville, Leicestershire home that he shared with his mother. His home that he shared with his mother? What you mean his home that he shared with his mother? He, yeah, well, his his, mom's, his yeah, mom well, house. His te- also, he was a teen, so it's just from his home. This isn't like, oh, yeah, well, he's got his own place, but he's at his mom's. Yeah, we don't expect for teens to be like, yeah, my mama live with me. Like, yeah. he lived with his mama. But also, like, <laughs> if you trifling out there and you, and you are, look, it's not even about being trifling because millennials, we all, if my parents lived in Los Angeles, I would still live with them. Because oh, absolutely. That would be a great grift to save money on, on rent and shit. For sure. But, like, if you out there and you still live with your mama, you got to start saying that. You got to be like, oh, yeah, I share a home with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
I she like pays he for wrote it, this but... Wikipedia page. Like he, he was just like, well, not, I mean, it wasn't my mom's house. It was, it was the house I shared with my mom. Yeah, I shared it with my mom. Oh, she paid all the bills, but we were sure. sharing it. You I get it, kidding. right? I was working, you know? I was doing stuff. Right. So his closest friend was his mother and a cleaner who had won a 1.6 million pound lottery in 1997, but lost all the money in doomed property deals. God hmm. damn. Okay, a lot of questions. Is that, I'm like, is that relevant to the story? Is this like, oh, the cleaner had to scam to get that money back? Or is it just, these are just, also, did the cleaner live with them? How does this cleaner come into the story? The mom is the cleaner. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's his best friend. I thought it was his best friend was his mom and then also this cleaner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, so Anne is the mama name. It sounds like Anne, duh. But oh, it's Anne. Anne. I should have said Anne. I should have right, given it yeah. the British, like, it's Anne. Um, so his mother, his mother's on and on. Yeah, Annabelle. Annabelle was a cleaner who had won 1.6 million pounds. Now, I got to say, the pound is st- strong as fuck. 1.6 million pounds is, is a lot of USD. That's like, That's like $200. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> right. You could, you could buy America with 1.6 million pounds. Our money's so mm-hmm. fucking weak. Um, but so that's a, that's a decent amount of coin to lose on bad real estate investments. But unfortunately, yeah. um, if you guys don't know about the scam of winning the lottery, is that a lot of people, especially in America, who win the lottery end up in a worse financial situation than before they won it because people take advantage. People, you you know, if you've never had. Oh, so it's one point nine million dollars USD. Thank you, Oof. Judith. Uh, we were like, it's a billion dollars in US dollars because our money's bitch. Um, Most of <laughs> has two million pounds. <laughs> Probably legitimately, though, because a lot of oh, his stuff point. is credit. I'm like, yeah. how much money you really got? What's in your bank account, though? What's in your checking and your savings? Elon if you're white and African, you got the world. Right. So, I mean, you know, you can win the lottery. And then if you don't know how to make financially sound decisions or if you have a lot of people in your life who have somehow, you know, taken advantage of you or got or cajoled you into sharing the money, you could end up in a worse situation. And in fact, they call it like the lottery curse. Like a lot of people end up more broke than they were before or dead or, you know, windfall is a dangerous thing if you don't know how to manage it because people are going to try to steal, which is why if I ever won a lottery, like, bro, if I have to go accept the money, I'm coming in a ski mask. I think someone did that. Like, I think there is like a photo or a video of someone like wearing like a ghost face mask, accepting their lottery winnings. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, I'd be like, can I sign under a fake name? Can I change my name temporarily? Right. What can I do to be like, no one's seen this. No one's seen this. I don't want nobody to know me. No. I don't want to, I don't, I, even Publishers Clearinghouse, if they came to my house with that check, I, I okay, turn I'm that like, camera off. Turn that motherfucking cut, camera off. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> I come back out with a pillowcase over my head. They're like, they, they gave this money to a Klansman? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm rich now. I don't care. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? Right. <laughs> Who's going to check me, boo? I'm a rich. If I win the so, lottery, I'm not even like showing up with a new pair of shoes. I don't want anyone suspecting. I'm getting a worse nope. haircut. I'm looking like <laughs> shit. It's like, damn, he's really not doing well. I will never ask him for anything. Right. I'm suddenly, I just start wearing paper sacks and rags. Mm-hmm. Like, like Lacey had a lot of clothes. All of a sudden, she's literally wearing like rags, yeah, like oil happened? rags. I Carly in pain. It's like, no, no, they, they cut my, nah. they cut me. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I just saw you in the season. Nah, nah, they, I ain't making. I I'm know sick too. you <laughs> see how broke <laughs> I can be. You know, like uh, it's not so wonderful no more. <laughs> So, um, 
Living life and breathing air is all I can afford. Uh, here we go. Kane spent much of his time researching call centers and government resources to gather enough information to gain access to numerous accounts, not through traditional hacking, but social engineering. Now, what is that? The thing so- about this that freaks me out is that it's like, it's just kids doing research. I'm already like, what are you doing that for? You're supposed to hate school. But, like, mm-hmm. doing research for scams that don't involve you, like, breaking laws, I'm just like, it, it feels like it should be commended. Like, we shouldn't be like, damn, that sucks. We should just be like, this kid's got a talent. Like, I'm proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> but he needs to be using it for good and not evil. Like, sir. <laughs> well, let's see who he scammed. Right. Hey, that's, we don't know yet. So yeah. social engineering is the psychological manipulation of people into performing actions or divulging confidential information. I love how we was just like, we gave it a fancier title. Social engineering yeah. is just tricking people. It's Man, lying. It's tricking people. Lying. <laughs> no, I'm a <laughs> hey, social my hair engineer. Is social engineer. Yeah, I got a degree. <laughs> now I'm a social engineer. What that mean? Oh, I, I tell untruths for a living. You know? <laughs> I weave uh, deceptions. (laughs) That's Mm. my life. His first victim was the then director of the CIA, John Brennan. Now, come the fuck on, Keen. You must have been talented. Not you. You didn't want to scam up. You didn't want to work your way up. You started with the head of the CIA. That feels like ambitious. It's so damning of the CIA, though. Almost as damning as looking at this man's face and being like, "Oh, that's the head of the CIA, huh? Bald head." Oh, uh, oh he looks angry. This man Probably. looks evil. <laughs> he looks like he just got scammed, but he also looks like the villain in any children's cartoon. Yeah, it looks like when he went to the bathroom, maybe he like zipped his pants up and his balls got <laughs> caught in the zipper. Yeah. <laughs> and it stuck and like, like that. Uh, no time to fix it. I gotta go give a speech to explain why a kid social engineered me out of money. Right. He's like, I gotta go waterboard. I don't got time to get my balls out of the zipper. Right. Like, it's. I, I, okay, I know it's like almost unfair to riff on a picture that the audience can't see, but doesn't he look like like an actor wearing a bunch of makeup for an Oscar role? Yes, it's giving prosthetics. Yeah. It's, yes, it's giving um, the thing about Pam, Renee Zellweger, why are you mm-hmm. in this fat suit and, and yeah. this makeup? Gary Oldman, it's giving oh Mike my God, Myers Yes. And you guys will see the picture. We'll throw it up on the Instagram. Um, I'm going to try to do it on time, guys. I swear. So this is his first victim is the head of the CIA, which we're not even going to call the head of the CIA a victim. Like, uh, the head of the CIA has definitely done a lot of bad things. So you can't get that job without being evil. Yeah, that's allyship. This is British allyship. Right. So Kane was able to access the Verizon Internet account of the director of the CIA by pretending to be a Verizon employee and then impersonating Mr. Brennan himself. (laughs) <laughs> wowzers my guy threw on a red polo and said can you hear me now <laughs> head of the cia <laughs> remember that campaign that used to be homeboy he'd be like can you hear me oh now my God. good yes and then, and then he moved to sprint yes he switched sides when his Ooh. contract was up that shit was savage oh my god brilliant right that felt like some i feel like verizon was definitely waiting outside his house like like bitch you really gonna leave us like this and so <laughs> Just for reference, um, when this scam happened, this was under the Obama administration. So that's the time period that we're at. Can I just, that's too late for this to be a thing that worked. Like Verizon shouldn't have been that easy to crack. And like John Brennan shouldn't have been like, I don't know, like cyber attacks were already big in like the early 2000s. It shouldn't like, 
a black man shouldn't be president and you still be able to be like, oh, I'm that other guy, Verizon. Let me into his phone. <laughs> but I mean, if a black man could become president, maybe there was a glitch in the matrix at the time. Also, yeah. I just feel like the CIA is supposed to be the most secretive. Like y'all are supposed to have the highest clearance. Like everything mm-hmm. in your life should be difficult to hack. How did somebody just call you? It was like, hey, hi, this is Daniel from Verizon. Is this the head of the CIA? <laughs> Yeah, can I just your social real quick? We just uh we got some new anytime minutes that you can use anytime. <laughs> they were so distracted, they were trying to undermine Obama's administration. They were like, Yeah, 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 give my phone. Uh right. we, tan suit. Tan suit. Tan suit. What do we do with that? How do what we What do we do? How do we We could kill him for that, right? Yeah. Yeah? Anybody? <laughs> so we got yeah, you're right. for less. Let's go. <laughs> right. Now we got Martin for less. Ah, the pain. So oh, which <laughs> Jabuki taking that L and getting his account oh suspended for that tweet where he changed his uh, blue check to the FBI. Legendary. <laughs> and he tweeted, he tweeted uh, on Martin Luther King Day, he said, just because we killed him doesn't mean we don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> the CIA. I was like, oh. all right. Or the FBI. I'm like, oh, God, that's funny. That's worth getting my account suspended. Iconic. Like, hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, at first, he was denied access because he couldn't name Mr. Brennan's first pet. So when he tried to break in at first, you know, you got to have first pet. We say it out here all the time. First pet, mother's maiden car. Like, you got to have all this information. But with each subsequent call, he tricked the phone agents into giving him bits of personal information about Mr. Brennan so that eventually he was able to change his pen and security questions. <laughs> I love calling several different times because you're going to get this is the beautiful thing about outsourcing. So when you're calling a lot of these major companies customer service, a lot of times you're talking to somebody in a completely different country who's just looking at a computer right. and just like, how can I help you? So you could call and talk to multiple different people so none of them know that you've been calling before. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. setting off any flags. And you I'm probably like, called <laughs> them up like, uh, what was your pet's name? Roger? No. Damn. Call him back. Uh, was it uh, Greg? No. Damn, I'm calling back. Like... It's like, oh, you know what? I, I I actually was hit by several buses last week, and I, I'm having a little amnesia. Um, it, it, did it start with an S or an R or the letters A through Z? You don't have to tell me what. Just what kind of shape was it? Was it a tall shape? Was it a round shape? Yeah. The, the first letter. Is it the kind of pet that if it dies, you just say that it's gone, or is it the kind of pet that <laughs> like you you would take to the vet? Yeah, is this an Otis type deal? Or... <laughs> right, or a Fido type? Yeah. Fido. Let's go with Fido today. So it eventually worked. He used similar tactics to gain access to Mr. Brennan's AOL account, which, sir, during the Obama administration, you had an AOL account and you weren't just using that to, I don't know, sign up for Pornhub. Like you were actually talking to people via AOL. And you're the head of the CIA. That's That's disappointing. But also at the same time, I guess at that time, like what's going to be like more ironic and, and feel more secure? Probably AOL because everybody had a Gmail at that time. Maybe, but you don't have like a at CIA.com. <laughs> Y'all hit me up on Hotmail. Yeah. I'm CIA daddy at Hotmail.com. Brenna boy at right, CIA.com. I'm, I'm waterboard baby at Hotmail. <laughs> like what? Um, so he uses this, he gets into his AOL account, which led him to remotely gain access to his other email contacts, his iCloud storage account, and his wife's iPad. So now this teenager is all the way, has made it to this, the wife's cloud. I would be, if I'm this teenager, I'm either feeling like the bravest person on earth, or I'm just like terrified. Like, I'm just like, I don't know how you go that far without being like, oh my God, I'm 
in the CIA's iPad, I should stop. But he's probably yeah. just like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> it feels like a good time. And also, what do you want? We still don't know what this baby wants. I have no idea. Yeah. CIA money? Like... No clue. So those accounts held information that allowed him to access extremely sensitive accounts holding other information about military and intelligence operations in Afghanistan and in Iran. Additionally, a number of emails stored in Mr. Brennan's non-government account contained the social security numbers and personal information of more than a dozen top American intelligence officials, as well as a government letter about the use of harsh interrogation technique on terrorism suspects. This is like the plot of two Mission Impossible movies, and he got it by just being like, oh, uh, uh, my pet's name. It's, uh, you know <laughs> uh, my pet's name. You know my pet's name. Let's say it on the count of three. <laughs> right. One. <laughs> Otis. Yeah, it was Otis. Right, Otis. It was Otis. It was Mr. Nipples. Yep, yep, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Mr. Nipples at Gmail. That's my, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. But Mr. Brenham was only the start to Kane's campaign. So he just started at the top. Oh my God. No Drake for him. Not started no at the Drake. bottom. Now we're here. He, he no. started at the summit. <laughs> he was like, now we're going to the moon. What? Uh, with his mission against the U.S. government, Kane founded the hacker group. Oh no. Okay. The name of the hacker group? No, no. Okay. Drop it on me. <sighs> Crackers with attitude. No! <laughs> CWA. <clears throat> okay, on some level, <laughs> I I appreciate it as a pun, like, with, with like because crackers isn't like the guys that crack software and whatnot, but I oh, don't know if yeah. that's what he was going for. As he is a white NWA. child. Yeah. NWA is niggas <laughs> with attitude. And he Correct. said we are crackers with attitude. I think it is a double entendre, though. It's like we we are technically saltine colored, I guess. <laughs> and How old was he cracking? at this time also? Is he he's 15, you said? No, he's a teenager. I don't know how old he is at mm. this time. Probably redacted. Oh, 15. No, I said it. You're right. He was 15 years old. Oh so also, kind of a deep cut for the, like, what, this 2009? It's like the late 2000s. Not the late two, but like the late early 2000s. Like, yeah, NBA but if you're was a white like, British the- teen, you are like, you are desperate for that, like, sort of cool culture. Like, you're digging into, like, old rap history just to sort of be like, what is my thing that I can be like, oh, I'm not like all the other white British kids. It's <laughs> niggas with that. I mean, crack us with attitude. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Help the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> he is fucking the police. He's fucking the head of the police. He's fucking the CIA. Oh That's God. the policeman of the world. Yeah. So he really did. He really was saying fuck the police. I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I stand Kane. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I joined Crackers with Attitude. I'm like, can we, y'all need a diversity hire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so according to Kane, his motivation wasn't money or personal satisfaction. It all started by me getting more and more annoyed about how corrupt and cold-blooded the U.S. government is, so I decided to do something about it. When a reporter later interviewed him questioning his motives, Kane shared some additional details about him and his group. Oh. Note that his voice is encrypted during the interview. In the describing group, Kane says, we're not, like, stupid, we're... But we're not really smart. Okay, whatever. Can we see that video? All right, so we have a little clip of his encoded voice um, because he did an interview that uh, went up on CNN. So we're just going to listen to that. And you smoke pot? Every day. day. You're saying you might have hacked the director of the CIA while you were high? 
probably. Are you sophisticated hackers? Probably kind of put us like in the middle, maybe. We're not like stupid, but uh, we're not like, really smart. I love the flex of being like, y'all aren't gonna act like I'm some super genius who hacked yeah. y'all. He's like, uh-huh. he's like, I'm 12, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I don't have an ID to show you. It's illegal to air this without my mom's consent. She will not sign on this because I'm supposed to be in school right now. And right. I hack the government. He was like, I don't get fractions, but I do get into the CIA. <laughs> I have to go now. I'm grounded. <laughs> right. He was like, I want y'all to know that we're basic as fuck because y'all are even more basicer. <laughs> okay. And also, what you mean you're going to outrun the government? Like, he's like, I'm a what is that addition? <laughs> what does that have to do with, like... He's like, uh, you know, I could probably go to Russia. I'm a pretty fast runner. You gonna run to Russia from the UK? My guy, oh. what is happening? You're very funny. I love this level of trolling. I also love that he he's like, oh, I live in America. And it's like, you you can tell from your voice that you do not live in America. The no. voice that is not very, like, encrypted. It's like, they just sort of put a lower layer on it. But it's still, you can hear, like, his yeah. voice below it. <laughs> you can kind of still hear the accent. Yeah. So... After he targeted Mr. Brenner, Kane anonymously posted on Twitter, CIA, set your game up, homies. We own everything. And then hashtag free Palestine, hashtag CWA. He also shared information he grabbed on WikiLeaks and Twitter. Then he set his sights on the next target, the then Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson. Oh, oh he was really coming after the girlies. I don't know. I'm not mad. The American government is a scam. I no, I'm I'm proud of this child. But I'm like also just like, what's his skin in the game? He's a British teen? What, you did like, this because you were bored? Because like, you're not getting a check. You didn't try to ransom the information off or sell it to you know a foreign government that would have loved to have it. You just like no. hosted it for clout? I guess. Anonymously. So using similar social engineering techniques, Kane was able to gain access to Mr. Johnson's voicemails and send texts from his phone. I wonder what kind of texts he's sending. He left Mr. Johnson call after call and boasted that he Shreked him. I do not know. <laughs> you got Shreked. You live in a small you got Shreked, bitch. bitch. <laughs> Make me some waffles, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. What? Who's yeah, he's donkey. Yeah, I, I don't know who he is in this scenario. <laughs> He similarly bombarded Mr. Johnson's wife with calls and left her voicemails saying, Hi, Spooky. Am I scaring you? <laughs> what? I just shrieked your husband. You scared? <laughs> this man really was high. This little boy. This little boy man oh, was yeah. definitely high. Kane was even able to gain access to the television in Mr. Johnson's home, using it to post messages like, I own you. Damn. Imagine turning on your what? TV. You thought you, you thought she was about to watch The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> What's this new <laughs> show? I own you. I don't like this. I don't like it's on this. on every channel. Around October 2015, Kane celebrated his 16th birthday by pretending to be Mark Giuliano, the FBI's then deputy director, to call the FBI help desk. What? what? He didn't I... use... He then used the information to gain access to the FBI's law enforcement enterprise for, uh, portal, LEAP. LEAP is a gateway providing law enforcement agencies and intelligence groups and criminal justice agencies access to beneficial resources. So basically our private information. According to Kane at the time, this has to be the biggest hack. I have access to all the details the feds use for background checks. Ooh. 
Now, what did you do with this? Now, if you can hack this well, why haven't you hacked Navian or Sally Mae? You really want to help Americans, like, wipe the debt. Oh, the wrong targets. Maybe they got better security. Like, the CIA is the small potatoes, and, like, Sally Mae somehow just has, like, Mission Impossible-level, like, laser grids protecting who owes them money. She probably does, because that mm-hmm. bitch, before she became Navian, she was ruthless. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, the Education Connection video has resurfaced on Twitter, and I was like, this is what did it. This is what put the millennials in debt. Remember that, like, education... How did, how did the song go for Education it, Connection? I don't even remember, like... We all know it, but I can't think of it right now. If, if I heard, like, the first few notes, I'd be like, this month. Then I would immediately like, drop resurfacing, into it. I got, yeah, Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> Truly, because we all know that song and it's why we are all in debt. So even after the password was changed, Kane was able to call the help desk again, pretending to be Mr. Giuliano and change it back. Wowzers. (laughs) Kane used this access to steal and post online personal details of Officer Darren Wilson. Officer Wilson was the officer who shot and killed uh, Michael Brown, an African-American teenager in Ferguson, Missouri. He also continued to harass the Giuliano family to the point where an armed guard was placed at their home. Later, and with the help of another member of the CWA, Kane hacked into the accounts of the senior science and technology advisor, John Holdren, and incited an armed SWAT team being deployed to Mr. Holdren's house. What? To the, to the, I mean, that's a, like a known person. That's like if they were to send like a SWAT team to like Brad Pitt's house, like they could have been like, like, oh, we, that's so weird. The SWAT team wasn't like, this seems weird. Yeah. No, they're telling us we're supposed to go down. No, I'll y'all, y'all tactical gear then. Like, well, I got a new gun. I want to test it out. I don't care who, where we're going. Right. It was like, hop in and then do that. Co- so, I'm sorry. I, I have so many questions about just. How like how he hacked this guy's TV, how he's getting to these people's phones and like calling companies like because he's got his own voice. Is he calling the companies? Just going, I, I am an older person and not a British teenager. I'm the president. I'm the CIA <laughs> director. Can I have my password? Right. Are you telling me all the government passwords are one, two, three, four? One hundred percent they are. Like what it's like it's like one, two, three, four, six. They think that's the trick. Right, it's like we jump a number and then uh-huh. nobody's ever going to know. <laughs> what? The password is just your name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your full name? Keen also... T- Right. He also targeted the private calls and emails of White House Deputy National Security Advisor Avril Haines and the FBI Executive Assistant Director for Science and Technology, Amy Hess. It's unclear why Kane targeted Amy Hess, but ironically, he was able to download films to her computer, including Hackers and V for Vendetta and One Porn. <laughs> Just for a little razzle-dazzle, One Porn. Was it like a hacker-themed porn? Like, he has a theme there, and he's just like... Throw yeah. a porn in there. Yeah, th- we gotta sprinkle some sp- sprinkle some anal in there. We don't want to freak her out. We want her to be like, we're gonna get you. Oh, we're still gonna get you. But here's one for you. Get a right. little horny. Have you ever seen Mandingo? Here you go. <laughs> what? So he also changed an equipment list in her files to a list of derogatory terms. Kane was able to gain control of the Verizon account of Director of National Intelligence James Clapper and forward all his home calls to the Free Palestine Movement. Kane later contacted the publication Vice to inform them of the hack and posted to Twitter. When the reporter contacted Vanna Weir Heaton, the former intelligence executive of the U.S. National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, to let her know that her information was posted, she reportedly answered laughing. I'm sorry, I have no insight into that, but that's really unfortunate. Have a great day. 
uh, okay, mm-hmm. Vana. Like, Vana was like, I don't care. Bye. Yeah. Vana was like, I don't have time for this. Uh, there's an asteroid or something in space right. that I got to deal with. I'm doing also, war crimes. Like- Can I call y'all back? Verizon seems like the uh, common thread here. Like, they just have some really shitty security going on. Yeah, everybody, maybe we shouldn't be with Verizon anymore. Mm. They said, can you scam me now? I mean, can you hear me now? Um, Verizon, what's going on? And I love that Vana's a black woman who was unbothered. She was just yeah, like, I don't like, got time huh? for this shit. Oh, you got my info? Okay. It's It's giving very much like... They call your black mama to come up to school because you're talking too much in class. And then she and then your mama like, y'all call me up here for this? Yeah, beat his ass. Beat his ass. I'm tired. I don't care. <laughs> that beat his ass. Good Lord. So Kane's <laughs> chaos comes to an end. Kane's campaign of harassment against the feds eventually came to an end in February 2016. He had just gained access to the U.S. Department of Justice network over several days. CWA published the names, phone numbers, and emails of more, so there are other Jackson people, of 20,000 FBI agents and 9,000 DHS officers, as well as case files on Deepwater Horizon oil spill, accompanied by the message, this is for Palestine. Oh my God. Uncle Palestine is like, why am I in it? Like, <laughs> you'd be like, well, okay, they're going to get us back for this. Please do not involve us in this at right, all. Right. We we're going through enough over here now. Yeah, please, like, leave me alone. Stop oh tagging us. Untag me. I'm in this, this photo not- and I don't like it. <laughs> we changing our name. That's not, that's not us no more. Right. It feels also just like, how this feels like such a massive hack, and I can't believe I didn't hear about it. Like, for them to release the name of, like, 20,000 officers and, like, it be connected to pa- Palestine, like... And, and also, and why couldn't like, the government find him? It seems like y'all really let him just cook for a minute. Because he, he was in a place they couldn't access. England. <laughs> right, <laughs> just it's like, like... Shit, we only got 50 states. Where is this guy? Where is he? <laughs> oh, he's not in America? Oh, well... All right, we got waterboards and war crimes to do. We got to get back to it. Mm-hmm. So, that was the tipping point. Now, if the FBI and the U.S. Secret Service were so concerned that he had seen too much that they immediately called the U.K. police. Kane was arrested at his home. He initially refused to answer any police questions, denied that he was the hacker, and was released on bail after seven hours in a cell. Kane's defense claims his actions were naive and that he never meant to harm anyone, which I don't. I feel like he meant to harm the government, which yeah. the U.S. government probably... They ain't deserves. someone. They ain't people. He ain't wrong. Right. And they don't treat us like people, so no. I don't know. In an internet chat, Kane once said he had considered not sharing any more information because it put lives at risk, but then thought, they're killing innocent people every day. Not wrong, Kane. Oof. You are not wrong. Kane, Kane is, put it. He's a good guy. I like this kid. I know. Got I'm a good real. head on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kane pleaded guilty to eight charges of performing a function with the intent to secure unauthorized access to computers and two charges of unauthorized modification of computer material. Justice Haddon Cave sentenced the... Okay, so the justice, Haddon Cave, he sentenced the then 16-year-old to two years in youth detention, the first ever youth to be given jail time for hacking in the UK. I would say, UK, hire him? Yeah. Why are y'all letting this genius waste away in a little baby jail when he could be working for y'all, getting y'all all the intel that y'all need? He should have gotten out of like jail with a full ride somewhere. Right. To genius school. Mm-hmm. He spent eight months in the high security prison of Belmarsh, a.k.a. Helmash, 
and one year on probation. I imagine UK is UK jail. It can't be as bad as American jail. I don't. I don't know. I, there's no way it is. But I mean that that it just reminds me of Paddington, and I'm like, well, it didn't look that bad. Not <laughs> I Paddington. <know. laughs> I don't know. It's like it's a little colorful, and they got someone on the bottom like mopping the floors, but with one of those like electric mops. And like in the in the US, they'd be like. I'm spitting on the ground, wipe that all around. Right, so, with a toothbrush that you also still have to use. Like, that's right. our jails are slavery. They are literally just modern slavery. So, I don't know. This guy's got green pants on. I don't know. They got style in UK jails. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like right. green pants. Y'all not yeah. wearing orange? Y'all don't got on black and white? They give you it's red cool and white? Yeah. Mm, okay. If you've been to UK jail, let us know. Is it who? If you've been to UK jail and American jail, if you've done a tour, yeah. <laughs> let, let us know. If you escaped one and then were like, I'm going to commit a crime elsewhere and still fail, let us know. Let us know. We want to know what it's giving. So, getting back online, since his arrest, Kane was banned from using the internet and any computer until April 2020. How do you ban somebody from the internet? Like, how are you going to know he's on the internet? Also, a kid like that, like I could just be like, all right, I'm going to open up incognito tab. But this kid could just be like, I'm literally going to create a new IP address. Like, well, you can't right. prove it. It's just up to his mom to be like, are you on the Are you on the computers? Like, yeah. But are you on the internet? No. All right. It's fine. All right, then. I, I trust you. I, I'm I playing The you. Sims. I'm not on, mom. I'm playing The Sims, mom. <laughs> right. He's since been working on establishing a career in cybersecurity. He partially works hunting bug bounties, which are bounties awarded to hackers and researchers who discover flaws in the company's programs. So mm-hmm. he's basically, he hacks in, like, like, Demi, like you were saying earlier, where you're not impressed by scammers because you're like, this isn't good enough. He's like, oh, yeah, we got to, I already found holes. Yeah, <laughs> I robbed y'all. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he should, I mean, I like what he did. Kid. He's my I'm son proud now. of him. Right. He's my child. In his most recent statement, Kane said, I'm older now and I have no interest in crime. I just want to get on with me life now. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the quote says me life. (laughs) It does. It says my life, but I wanted to say me life so bad. I'm going on the sixth form now. I don't have any interest in crime. That was the old me. That was old me, isn't it? Just getting on with me life now. (laughs) That's what I want. I want him to sound like a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm left crackers with attitude behind. Right. Uh, yeah. Are you still a cracker or a doll? Yeah. <laughs> He's in the white tang clan now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, shout out to you, Kane. It sounds like you just did a lot of good snitching on our arguably the most evil government in the world. Yeah. So hey. we're even for that tea party shit now. You good. R- right. Do you think the water tasted good when they threw all that tea in it? Oh, delicious. Oh, like. Busting a little bit, perhaps. Right? Go 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 to Boston and just taste some. <laughs> it's still there. Right. How's the water in Boston now, y'all? How does it taste? Somebody go take a scoop out of the Boston River. Mm. No, nah, don't do that. I, I don't know breakfast. that taste. <laughs> All right, guys. That is the end of the historic hoodwinks. And now it is time for the saddest part of the show, where I'm going to have to let Demi go. But not before <laughs> we talk about a scammer of the week. This is where we honor a charlatan who's worthy of our praise. Or maybe not. We'll see. Uh... Today, we're talking about the Orlando Museum of Art, which is under fire after it was discovered to have been displaying 25 fake Jean-Michel Basquiat paintings. 
Wow. Love it. Well, I don't like them profiting off of a black artist's uh, work. Uh, I mean, what is a museum if not colonization persevering? Like, what is a museum if it's not like, we stole all of this. Come look (laughs) at it. It's literally like loot. Yeah. Especially these where you're like, it kind of looks like a child's art. Right. And you know when, like, extreme couponers on those shows, they'll show everyone the haul that they got, like the, mm-hmm. you know, 500 paper towel rolls and, you know, 68 <laughs> cans of tuna. It's like that, but for theft um, from Native people and, and you know, b- black and brown people, they're like, look at all this shit we stole. We put the lights right. under it. We temperature controlled it. We got little lasers. Like, y'all don't <laughs> own any of this. No. Y'all are thieves. And I really want to know what the date is for us to stop, like, stealing other people's shit and acting like that's okay. Like, I want to steal things and put them on display in my house and be like, yeah, I got this from uh, Madison on 18th Street. Yeah, I just went to her house and took it. And now it's under this light. (laughs) As long as you display it, that's fine. Okay, as long as you display the things you steal with like a good light and a podium, then it's not theft. That's That's called museuming. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to tell people when I get arrested. No, I'm just museuming. Yeah, I got a ski mask on. (laughs) You're trying to bring down a black business owner. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> a definitely black business owner, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me take this ski mask off so y'all can see that I'm black. I'm in here curating. <laughs> I broke in here to curate. What are y'all talking about? So the paintings were a part of the museum's Heroes and Monsters exhibition, which consisted of one man's collection he purported to have been bought directly from Basquiat. However, upon further questioning, the man admitted that he had never met the artist who died in 1988. Additionally, the brand mark made on the inside of the paintings was found to be blatantly in the wrong spots. The art dealer who housed the art at the around the time that the exhibit was said to have been painted said it was unlikely he actually painted them, but was pressured into cooperating, supporting the stories in exchange for 10% of the sale price. So he got some coin. And it was like... Point that you shouldn't be able to pay off like an authenticator because then it's like, what do you want to just pay them and be like, yeah, it's real. Right. And also, like, what is the job of an authenticator? It's like a handwriting expert. It's like at some point, some of that shit is bullshit. Like you telling me, you know, everything that this man painted. It's the same shit is like calling the Verizon people like a million times. It's like you go to one authenticator, they're like, no, it's fake. It's like, why is it fake? It's like, because of this. And then it's like, cool, I'm going to fix that and go to another authenticator. They'll be like, (laughs) that's that's pretty good, but this part's fake. All right. Tell me exactly why it's fake. (laughs) Yeah. And if it were real, how would it look different from this? And just taking notes. (laughs) Like, "Mm -hmm." interesting. And you're saying you wouldn't be able to tell if this was here. Interesting. Okay. 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 So, okay. So, if someone were to make an identical replica, then what else would they need to do? I'm just checking. Okay. okay. I'm just checking. All right. <laughs> yeah, help me get better. I want to improve at fraud. The director of the museum, Aaron DeGroft, has lost his job after allegedly presenting false information about the ownership of the paintings, which, if real, would have been worth $110 million. Mind you, this man is dead and gone. $110 million to who? Where would the money go? Would it go to Basquiat's family? Who's selling this? No, it literally just whoever had it to whoever is like gonna have it next. It's so, it's all a scam. It's all just money laundering. And look at this art curator over here. He looked guilty. He was like, oh, y'all got them cameras on? Can y'all turn them cameras off? What is this tie? (laughs) Is this a tie full of like, uh, what, soda can tabs? This man is not an art curator. Right, his tie looks like if you were to look at like a hand washing station under a microscope. It it looks like (laughs) germs. Yeah. (laughs) 
He said, no, give me the, give me that tie with the germ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that on. That gives art curator, right? This is artistic this time. It says Sotheby's. Right. And he slicked his hair back. He's given like, I'm an art man, but an art businessman. He's like art man of the Pawn Stars world, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what he's giving. He does not look like he should have been running this museum regardless. <laughs> when an expert approached Groff saying the paintings were fake, he replied, shut up. Do your academic <laughs> thing and stay in your limited lane. <laughs> Oh, these paintings are fake. Hush your mouth. Shut up. Shut your, shut your ass up. Shut your bitch ass up right now. You want these 5%? Are, right. These are real Basquiatos. <laughs> What's Basquiato? Basquiato. <laughs> That's not the name. No, no, no. Shut up. Don't look too close, okay? It's like Basquiat, but with a K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are Basquiat for Target. Shut your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> for Target. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a collection he did for Target. It's, it's cool. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it's cool. Come on now. At, at some point, Basquiat was in a room with these paintings, probably. Mm-hmm. They got... Shut your ass up. So the FBI <laughs> has since seized the paintings and is launching an investigation. I love how the government gets to just take shit from people and nobody else can do that. I want to seize yeah. things. Why can't I, I seize something? You can. It's just you got to curate. You got to <laughs> seize and curate at the same time. I also love starting an investigation for something like this where it's like, I have the pictures. The investigation's done. It's fake. What do you need to investigate? investigate? Yeah. I feel like what y'all is, trying to sell them too. What did yeah. you need them for? We're going to start an investigation into how much these, uh, how much they were bought for. Also, I feel like this is none of the FBI's business. We have real problems. You're telling me my tax dollars are going to you investigating some patents? Yeah. <laughs> Feels like we just have so much more, I don't know, pressing pressing issues so many more pressing issues yeah, than like gotta, somebody you gotta investigate verizon what's going on over there yeah what did verizon get an investigation after that because <laughs> they're probably like that's our bad it, we'll, we'll uh you know we'll have two passwords now <laughs> we've started asking what was your first cereal <laughs> uh we trained all our employees to recognize a british accent right. <laughs> so that's not ever gonna happen again don't worry, we told our employees to stop telling people passwords when they ask, <laughs> when they call. Because we actually didn't have that in the training manual. We actually never explicitly said, if people that. ask, what's my password, don't tell them. Ain't nobody's we- perfect. <laughs> we ain't Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ain't Sprint. We're like, bitch, go this is, right. <laughs> the ghetto. Bitch, this, this ain't cricket, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Cricket Wireless probably got hella security. Like they probably I don't hear I don't hear no complaints about Cricket Wireless. <laughs> so they got mostly flip phones. You ain't hacking shit at Cricket, no. okay? They're taking the blurriest uh flip phone camera videos. They're like, not connected you... to the internet. There's nothing to hack. <laughs> right. I feel like if you take a nude on Cricket, it won't even look like a nude. So you don't no. even gotta worry about it getting leaked. Damn, Shorty got a nice arm, maybe. <laughs> right, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's either it's either the inside of her elbow and her arm or it's her booty, but it's so apixelated, we can't. <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of large flesh colored squares. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Guys, that brings us to the end of a fantastic episode. Demi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We always ask on this podcast where would you like to be found? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at ElectraLemon. Uh, I got nothing to plug for now. So uh, Ooh, you see me on the streets, just be like, what's up? No, nah, don't have podcasts to plug anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't do anything. I sit in this room all day and think about starting stuff and then go, nah. 
You have so much like musical equipment. I mean, I, I know you you are very talented as a musician, but seeing it in the background, I'm like, this is so legit. Like, oh, you got a studio studio. I Several assume. guitars, <laughs> pianos. Okay, Prince, you play everything. Okay. I'm the exact same as Prince. Spread that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Jimmy's the exact same as Prince. And also Basquiat. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Prince, and Basquiat all in a room together but not doing anything that you should know about still. <laughs> Which sounds very scammy, and I love that for you. It do, it <laughs> not doing anything you should know about. Love that. That's what I'm going to start telling people. You got anything to plug? No, mind your business. Mind your... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, as always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. If you want to see all the photos we were talking about, scamgoddesspod on Instagram. And if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D, Valacy on all platforms. Congregation, stay basquiatting. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.